G'day and welcome to the Aussie Pastor Live, right here on Faith FM. G'day, g'day, g'day. Welcome to the program today. My name is Lloyd Grolleman. I'm the Aussie Pastor Hunty. G'day, listeners. Good to have you on board. That's Andrew James Hunt. <laughs> is that how you? Is that your second name? I take Hunty Hunt. What is your What is your second name? You're not, uh, you're not telling us. Uh, That's private. Just personal. private. Yes. I'm Lloyd Max Grolleman. He is not scared of identity theft. Me, I'm, uh, not I'm not cowering not. in the corner like a. Well, a timid, got, drenched rat. You've got a lot more money than me, so you've got a reason to be scared. Yeah, man, I'm in my, my bank account's in double, di- <laughs> double digits, mate. <laughs> anyway, welcome to the program, Hunty. Yes, welcome. We're, we're back in our studio. I bet you our listeners can tell too. Yes, because we both sound the same. We've got the same microphone, oh, and I re- really apologise. Yeah, we were sorry about last week. <sighs> what What was wrong last week with my sound, Hunty? You reckon you? I reckon. Theory. I reckon a bit of a. a a boogie, some sort of a gooby was in your microphone, making it sound a Have bit you fixed muffled. It? No, because you're wearing them on your head today as the headphones. Oh, okay. Mm. Well, we have to look at that because we <laughs> may need to do that again. Yet that was uh, that was a big flood that we've just been through. It was a very big flood. Fourth flood in eighteen months, and it and it hit records as well. Well, it was the same in my in my lifetime anyway. It was the second biggest in the valley that they've ever seen. Well, in, in a lifetime. Yep. Amazing. Yep. I think the only flood that was bigger was the one that occurred in 1949, and it was – at first I thought it was five metres bigger, but then I found out some real facts and figures. It was 1.5 metres bigger. So right. yesterday we went out there, Hunty. Yes, that was just such a sad experience. We were four-wheel driving to get there. I think we went up over the mountains on – what was it? Wheelbarrow Trail? Yeah, we took Wheelbarrow Trail, trail and then trail. we got into Bicentennial – Road. Road, which is up and over the mountain range and in the back of St Albans. We got out to the shed, my, and my home is on top of the shed. Yes. So when I say the shed, the studio, um, it wasn't good news. It was very sad. I think we could say the water went through at, what, 1.6 mm, metres? 1.6 metres above the ground. So literally Hunty lost everything All of my equipment. in his studio yep. except for the lights. Yes. And that's because they're up near the ceiling. That's right. And they only just survived. Yeah, and they're covered in a sticky, smelly, pongy, mouldy substance. And when we opened up the garage door, there was it was havoc, wasn't havoc. it? Just mud Your on the floor. Poor tractor and zero-turn mower. Neither Hunty or I are small. <laughs> <laughs> and that mud on the floor was about as slippery as it gets. Oh. You feel like... Well, it was diesel mixed in with mud. You reckon there was diesel in it? I reckon there had to be diesel in it too. So you're telling me that I've lost all the diesel out of my tractor fuel tank? Irrespective of whether you have or you haven't, it's all coming out and it's all going to be recycled for some other purpose. Well, so the diesel, am I losing that full tank of diesel? If your tractor had a full tank of diesel, that will not be going it through. It had a full tank of diesel. I'm sorry to say that's most likely not going to go through your engine. Actually, downstairs, all my power tools, Yep. the tractor, Yep. the ride-on mower, the cultivator, the, hoe, yep. the water pump. Firefighting water pump. Did I say? Yeah, I think I did say on my zero turn mower, the the drop saw, the, the German the German drop saw. Well, you reckon the we've got a little tinny in there that we use for our television ministry. Yes, you reckon the tinny? I reckon the, we'll the motor sal- didn't go. I over. reckon we'll salvage all the motors in time. Well, we don't have a lot of. The time, only thing I'm worried about is the generator. That worries me too because mm. that thing's hardly done any work. Hardly it's done literally anything. brand new. Yep. Um, I suppose you know. One good thing is we're not 
maybe the dry the, the drywall, the drip rock did okay. We're not sure. We have to because, time, because it's downstairs in mm. the studio. It's dark. We've got no power, no power. out there, and yep. there was no way of us seeing. Mm. But I can tell you, it's a mess outside. Uh, every because it's a studio, I think we've got seven air conditioners. Every single one went under. Yep. Um, the water pumps went under. Yep. Uh, the heater, you know, the for the hot water, actually kind of floated yeah, off. And that's water. a very beautiful uh, solar powered, environmentally friendly system. Environmentally. Friendly. Well, it is because it runs off the sun. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it it kind of floated away. You know, one blessing, my my garbage bin, my two garbage bins, we found them. <laughs> well, you found them. <laughs> um, but uh, and then there's a big log that's actually floated across the road mm. directly in front of my gate. You know, I recognise that log. Yeah, I know because it was only a couple of weeks ago. I pulled it with the tractor. I skull dragged it right across the property. And I put it on the bonfire pile. That was that log came in the last flood. It did, which went to the door. Now this one went one point six meters mm, higher than mm, the last flood. Mm. But you know what? I, I still think when these bad things happen, Jesus is there. Yes, and this is a bad thing, and you might not be able to tell the impact this has had on both Hunty and I. We've both lost thousands and yeah. thousands of dollars. The cause of God has lost thousands mm. of dollars. Our our studio has been lost sleep. Has been absolutely devastated. Quite upset it's our about television it. studio. Yeah. This is our radio studio, which is in North Richmond. Praise God, it didn't go under. Yes, it doesn't have real expensive gear in it compared to that television studio. No, um, and and amongst that television studio, yes, there some of the equipment belonged to the ministry, well, most of it. But there was a there was a fair smattering of Hunty's own private gear mm. in there, and mm. uh, it's not the first time. We've been attacked by the devil on this sort of stuff. Yep. A few years ago, we lost all our equipment in a in a fire. Yep. Yeah, we had so some arsonists set fire to set fire to our production trailer. So we've we've had fire and we've had flood. Yet mm. we're both still alive. Yep. We're both reasonably healthy. God is with us, and I think we can say on behalf of us both, although we're upset and it was it, it was moving out there. It was teary. Mm. Mm. But although we're upset. Uh, God's with us and we're going to be okay, aren't we? That's right. And let me tell our listeners, we've got a couple of great guests well, on Well, now, today. You're, are you moving us on again in good... Dragging in, the Aussie pastor along who is in reverse. We've got three... Well, because I'm talking about something that's close to my heart, and that's the loss of our studio. I could probably spend the whole program moaning about that, and that doesn't do anyone any good. So, But uh, if we've gone on too long, forgive me. And I'm not done. I've, I've got a mate who's into four-wheel driving. His name's Ruthie. Some of you four-wheel drive crazy people will know Ruthie. I know him. He's a journalist. Do you know what he calls his wife? And I'm going to start calling you the exact same name. The hand... The handbrake. The handbrake. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Who have we got on today? Okay. Okay, we've got our boss again, our Faith FM boss again, Robbie. Your Your boss. Yes, my my boss. Yeah, not mine, yours. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a pastor, remember? I work for a different Oh, rock, scissors, paper, pastors. That's just how this yeah, works. Yeah, I'm, I'm a pastor. Mm. I, work, I work for the Greater Sydney Conference. My boss is actually my best mate. Yeah, that's true. First time ever in 32 yes. years. And what has it gotten us so far? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but having boss after boss after boss for the first time in 32 years, my boss, Alban Matahiti, is one of my best mates. Up up there with you, hunty. Oh, mate. And we've got a very, very, uh, another amazing guest this afternoon. Pastor Tappy. Yes. All the way from Zimbabwe. Yes. But now he's an Aussie. That's right. His story is just fabulous. Shall we pray? 
Oh, one more guest. Oh, did we miss? There's also the leading, the leading, probably the leading guy on Faith FM, who does the the drive time and breakfast time, and that's Pastor Lyle Southwell. So we're going to get Pastor Lyle, and we're going to get uh, Pastor Robbie together. Yes. Then we're bringing Pastor Tappy in later. Oh no! Perhaps the other way around. Pastor Tappy first. Let me see. See, we can get called first. I think it'll be Pastor Tappy. Okay. Hey, Hunty's sitting there and he's giving me the hurry up. Just no, that's so, the prayer heads. Time yeah, for prayer. Yeah, just just so you know, listeners. The hand, the handbrake's got the handbrake <laughs> on I again. I wish we could have a video. <laughs> we can laugh. See, we can laugh in the valley. We can still laugh in the valley. We can. I wish we had a video so the listeners could see you trying to <laughs> watch my face get and, redder and run this program. <laughs> Let's pray. Dear Father in heaven, uh, we come before you on what is a tough week. Uh, we've lost through this flood a studio that was dedicated to your cause, and yet, Lord, we know that in uh, your way and in your time you have this, and so we trust you. Bless our listeners today, Lord, as they go along this journey with us. May it be a day where people see you, because that's what this program's all about. Is my prayer in your name. You're listening to the Aussie Pastor here on Faith FM. This song, Hunty by May Peaky. She's actually singing three different parts in this song. Is that right? Correct. She's doing her own harmony. It's incredible, isn't it? We've been beautiful. We've, we've been uh, um, kind of putting, playing a lot of her music with Sam, her husband. Oh, will she be? With us we, next weekend? We are hoping. At church? We'll talk more about that. Okay. Yeah. But this is a beautiful song. If it matters to you, it matters to them. You know why I chose this, Hunty? Why is that? Because this studio, let's be frank, this studio going under, probably not going to matter to a whole lot of people, but it matters a lot to you and me. As to us, yeah. So this song means a bit to me today. If it matters to you, even if it's little, it matters to Jesus, who is your master. you down and you feel more broken than whole when the wounds go deeper than words and you can't tell a soul I may not know what you're going through may not come make that high mountain move but when I found that I really want you to know Trouble and strife 
Beautiful singer. She and is. As we keep saying week by week, because I keep playing her. Yeah, I noticed. Her husband's sang- Well, because it's beautiful music. Mm. Um, she's a good Adventist Christian girl. One of, they're one of us. Yeah, yes, they are. Mm. These are people who, they're not members of New Hope, but they're at New Hope pretty much whenever we have a big program. Big musical program. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Hey, news. Time for the news. <sighs> we have a big news day today, but we only have, I only chose three stories. Okay. Um, because I know this is a pretty tight program, and you call me the handbrake. <laughs> I am from now on. <laughs> um, the first news story is an oldie bit of goldie. We just keep coming back here. COVID oh, yes. is on the rise. It is amazing. Did you know that yesterday a ship docked in Brisbane? I think it was called, I better make sure I get this right, the Coral Princess, and the people on this ship full of COVID. Oh. But it's not the only problem my Queensland guys have got. It COVID is running riot in Queensland, Hunty. Okay. So my question to you is, with COVID on the on the rise here in New South Wales and Sydney and our suburbs out here in the northwest, just going gangbusters, isn't it? So my question to you, Hunty, is it time for us to bring back some of the restrictions that were supposed to help us get across this. I 100% support restrictions in the form of masks. What about everybody working from home and I think step one, down? If, if they make masks optional, I think 20 or 30% of us will wear them. If they make masks mandatory, we'll get 80 plus percent so what are them. you saying, mandatory? Or I'm optional? saying it's pretty much close to time to making masks mandatory. Really? Yep. That surprises me from you, you freedom-loving. Freedom <laughs> yeah, I know, right. A cough uh, and a sneeze is caught by a mask. Okay. And I think there are people amongst us who ought, who ought to be at home in, in bed yep. or at least isolating who aren't, and if they were to wear a mask, at least those big droplets of spray would be caught. Um. I'm incredulous. Uh-oh. I, I just can't believe you, you You would 
go for wearing a mask after your rebellion right through this COVID. Uh, Look, I, I, sound, I sound a big talk about rebellion, but I've been very well behaved. I've, Actually, I've um, had all my vaccinations and I've stayed home when need be and I've stayed in the five kilometres. Yes. Sign me up for all the jabs. I don't think I'm going to. Okay. I've already had COVID. I've had COVID at least twice. I think I might have had it twice too, but I've had it once. Yeah. You, you know what? Third time. Um, I, don't, I don't think I'm going to get that fourth jab. I am. Definitely. You don't think you can over-inoculate your body? Because even some of the scientists, I'm the, look, anyone who knows me, you can talk to my church folk, Hunty, my, my, one of my very best mates, Hunty. I'm no conspiracy theorist, am I? Correct. Not even close. I, I can't stand them, actually. Yep. But there is an argument, a scientific argument, that we can take too many of these injections. Actually, I have not heard that. Yeah, I was reading about it the other day. I better be careful on national radio because yep. you can be held accountable yep. for what you say. But I was reading that too many injections, too many, uh, what do they call them? Um, yeah, yeah, whatever. vaccinations. Vaccinations mm. um, can actually be harmful. Well, a sobering can statistic. Ma- can make your body, this is what it said. Sorry yep. for interrupting. Yeah, no, it's all right. I'm not really, but <laughs> <laughs> the handbreak is more than happy to drag the show backwards. <laughs> can too many vaccinations can actually make your body very lazy when it comes to fighting infection? Really, and I just wonder—I don't know. Maybe some of our listeners could tell us what the facts are. But I just wonder—have we reached that point? Wow! Where I've had three. I've already been through it. Now you know what? I'm not blind to this. I understand, Hunty, that. Just because I've had it doesn't mean I can't have it again. In yep. fact, this week, this week, yep, my dad had COVID, has COVID. Yep. He's in a nursing home, but he's gone through miraculously, man. This guy, it amazes me. I thought it might kill him Yep, because he hasn't walked since December. Uh, he doesn't have great luck. He's just gone through literally, I mean, talk about God being good. Mm. Then my daughter came home today. From, she's a nurse up yep. in Tari. She came home. She's got COVID and she's also got this really bad, together, mm. this really bad flu virus. Yep. I'm watching her from afar very, because I'm very protective of that one. She's my mm-hmm. oldest girl, yep. my oldest child. She's very precious to me. Mm-hmm. They all are. Of course. So she's my oldest. And I'm watching her very carefully to make sure she's okay. And we'll be up there in an instant, hunty, if she needs help there. Of course. Uh, she's got COVID. Her mum has COVID. Yeah. And so... It seems like everybody's getting COVID. Yeah. Guy we talked to the other day on radio, he's yep. got COVID yep. without saying who that is, but mm-hmm. he's got COVID and it, it's, it's hard times. Wow. Uh, and then you've got the flu on top of that. So, Well, I've spent my whole life refusing to get even a, a flu vaccine. I've always said my body can have get you got all a flu of it. vaccine this year? I haven't, but I wish uh, I had of. Have I? Yeah, I believe you have had at least one. I've got it, mate. I think you only have one flu vaccine a year, mate. That's it. So I spent my whole life saying nobody can get its own immune system the natural way, and that's how I've fought for 50-odd years. But I've given in to vaccinations well, bro, because bro, bro. I've got a statistic for you. Yeah, and then I'm going to hit you with something. The medical community and the scientists are saying of the 10,000-ish people that have died so far from COVID in Australia – more than 2,000 of them would be alive today if they'd been vaccinated. Big one. Do you think you can afford to go the natural way that you have for most of your life without vaccinations when you're 10 tonne overweight? Well, when you're young and healthy. And you're, and you're, and you're ageing. And <laughs> when you're young and healthy, you can thumb your nose at vaccinations. But I'm in an age group now, listeners, where I have to consider these options. Hunty headed into old age and retirement. 
Actually, I, I think that in this age of pandemics and sicknesses, and some people have been saying that the flu is actually this, the flu this year. And my bear in mind, my girl has the flu and COVID at the yep. same time. Yep. They're saying that the flu sometimes can be worse than COVID itself. Yep. Um, I think there's a lot to be said, and we better wrap this news section up, this, this one up anyway. Yep. You call me the handbrake. <laughs> I, I reckon a lot can be said about staying in good health, yes. eating good food, yes. drinking water, cutting down on caffeinated Sunlight and, and water. sugar drinks. Exercise. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do okay. It. Next news Moving story. On. Yep. Uh, if you're struggling to, Buy your. Are you struggling a bit financially to get your groceries? I, I'm staggered how much the prices are going up across the board. Six or seven fuel, bucks for electricity, a, for lettuce. Actually, fuel went down today. It was twelve dollars last week for lettuce. Well, it's six dollars fifty or something now. Well, it's halved its price. But I stopped in to get a vegetarian pie. Pie. Oh well, I'm not going to say. No, you can't anymore. say where. No, because we do like them. Eight dollars fifty. I had a pasty. It was six bucks. Hunty bought it for me in the end. <laughs> he's paid more than me. He's got more than me. And he decided to be generous. And I've also got a lecture. i got a lecture for how expensive food's getting. <laughs> it is, isn't it, though? So if you want to do it cheap, what do you do, Hunty? Because I know you know this one before you even read the art. Oh. oh, yes. Yeah, yes. So if you're prepared to eat food that's seconds from expiry, and if you're prepared to eat food that doesn't look so great... There is a very special time in our big supermarkets where you can turn up as they're marking the prices down. It's about, what, 8 o'clock? I've got a friend who refuses to shop at any other time. This lady turned up. She spent over a, what would normally be $100 for food. True. It's in the... What, $200. No, $200. $205. Yeah. What it would normally cost. And what did she pay? Three bucks. That almost seems incredible. Well, no, you can if you if uh, you know a cooked chicken is eighteen dollars or twelve dollars or whatever, you wait till eight o'clock. They write it down to fifty cents. It's incredible. Mm. Um, so go in late if you want to if you want to get cheap food. And you know it says that it's almost expired, but the reality is expiry dates normally you've got many many days. Oh, how do I know? I've done it. Well, those those chooks once they've cooked them in the rotisserie, they can't put them in the freezer overnight and cook them again. That's a health no no. So they don't sell them at 8 o'clock, they go in the bin. I don't eat chook. True, me either. It wouldn't go in the bin, though. I'd give it to Raja. There you go. He did the bones <laughs> and all. Oh, yeah. He inhales chooks. Cook chooks. Ro- Roger's not- Lloyd's gigantic. I noticed the other day, he's gigantic I dog. He, I think he's been putting on weight. Yeah. He's all the shape of a, a keg now. Now, you're the guy who usually finds things for me. Yes. I would love you to find a... Oh, uh, yeah. A, what do they call them? They yeah, call uh, them a, 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 muzzle, a muzzle mask. Muzzle, muzzle yes. Can you find me one? A big that one. That would fit his head. Sure. Well, he's got a head the size of a front-end loader. He does. <laughs> he does. Yeah, yeah. And he's great with people, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Lovely <laughs> dog. You take him for a walk and he sees another dog and it's World War Three. You're off, you're off water skiing behind him. Oh, man. It's terrible, really. Hey, mm. getting back to shopping, and yes. we'll, we'll stop this here. Okay. In the morning, shoppers, so this is in the morning, can save between 10 and 20% off goods about to expire. That's in the morning at Coles or Woolworths. Yep. Before dinner. Okay? Yep. Shoppers can save up to 50% off goods about to expire. Now, watch this. Just before the store closes, I often go then. Yep. Shoppers can save up to 90% off goods about to expire. True that. So either go early in the morning or just before dinner, but if you really want to clean up on a bargain, yep. head there, what, 8 o'clock yep. onwards. Before closing time. Yeah. So that's that story, Hunty. I just I just thought that was it. I reckon that's our good news story for I reckon it's good news, yeah. 
Uh, and this last one, I don't know whether to laugh. I don't think it is a laughing matter. The Poms, the British, we love them. I love to laugh at them. Look, we love them long as we're not playing them in cricket, rugby or rugby league. <laughs> so, well, we, let's face it, we don't lose much against them, so we love the Poms. The, well, the, I'm a the, direct... The, the, the Kiwis are more of a threat than the Poms <laughs> yes. when it comes to sport, especially rugby. Man. Yes. That, those all blacks. I'm a direct descendant of a Pom. In fact, both my parents were Poms who came out in the 50s. You could actually get a British passport. I can't entitled to a British passport. Which I'm also entitled to tell Pommy jokes. Hey, well, I don't want to hear any I want to tell a Pommy dad joke. No. no. Is, is it, can we do this or I'll get, a, I'll get away with it. No. I've got, to tell, I've got to tell you. Come on. You could put us off the radio. <laughs> All right, fine. Move on. <laughs> I think that's very wise. Hey. Yeah. In England, the UK, it's about to be... For the first time in living memory, listen to this. Yep. Their summer, 43 degrees. Oh, dear. Now, even for us Aussies, that's hot. That'll cause some fatalities. Well, I I think the Poms, I think half the nation might die. Wow. Because 28's a hot day for them. Yeah, they they moan at 30. I mean, 43's going to make an Aussie jump. Yes. And to be 43 in England, got to remember, we laugh at them, but the reality is they're not used to it. That's the first thing. They're not air conditioned. They're not air conditioned. Mm. And this is going to be awful. Yep. And it just goes to show, again, to me, that things aren't working normal in this world. You do not mm. get 43-degree days. You don't, do you? The funniest photos in my photo album, when my parents took me to England to show me where they, where they were kids, and it was uh, mid-70s, and my brother and I were in jumpers and jackets on the beach. No. And we have these great photos of our whole family on Brighton Beach, but all the people around us are in bikinis. <laughs> Actually, there's a lot to be said. We thank the Lord that you weren't. <laughs> um, yeah, we laugh, but and you can laugh at the palms when it comes to heat. But this 43 is serious. 43 heat. is hot. It's serious heat for us, let alone mm. them. And we're kind of conditioned to it. I mean, you, you you look at what's happening in England, in in the UK, and Britain now with some, and you wonder what's coming to us, don't you? Yeah. And I think it's been a pretty cold winter. Am I getting soft and old, or? No, we've had a few cold nights. Yeah. So, look, when you see COVID getting worse, and it is... Oh, man, this this virus should be over, Hunty. Yeah. When you see COVID getting worse, when you see our groceries going through the roof... Yep. And when you see the weather breaking down like it is in, in Britain, what do you know? You know that Jesus is coming. Look up to the east because your redemption draws nigh. You're listening to the Aussie Pastor here on Faith FM. I chose this song for you, Hunty. Oh, I love this next song. This, this is an Adventist group of young men from Africa, and yep. man, can they sing. They are so tight, you can barely pick out whether one voice starts and the other one finishes. What do you call that tight? Tight harmony. Harmonies. And it's a cappella. Is it really a cappella? I didn't pick that up. It's very tight. Yeah. And, and they do some slides where all of them slide in such perfect unison, you wonder how they could even do it. I don't even know what a slide is. Oh, it's where you go between notes with a slide up or a slide down. Well, it sounds good. I'm sure there's a technical term, and I'm sure we have a listener who can this. <laughs> let us know on our SMS number. In fact, time for a plug for us, the Aussie pastor. Oh, okay. If you'd like to send any questions, it's not too late. We'd love to hear from you, and you can send your questions to us for the Ask the Aussie Pastor segment one of two ways. You can text them to us on 0488-880851 or info at aussiepastor.com. Now, this is the Boosie Brothers. Yes. Again, I, I'm proud of it. 
Oh, me too. Adventist, it's such a good song. Adventist, Seventh Day Adventist, young man from Africa. Doesn't matter. You're going to enjoy and they're this. And world class. Yeah, yeah, enjoy this. If we ever needed the Lord before, Lord, we sure do need Him now. Oh, sure do need Him now. My Lord, I said we sure do need Him now. If we ever needed the Lord before, Lord, we sure do need Him now. We need Him every day and every hour. We need Him in the morning, 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 need Him in the night, need Him in the night. Pastor Tappy to our program today. Welcome, mate. And thanks, thanks for having me, Lloyd. Yeah, that's okay. It. We've known each other for quite a long time now, and it's been a while. Yes, yeah. Yes. We both have churches. We're just talking before. We both have churches now that are right in the middle of the Faith FM. Would you call it band? Yeah, hunting? footprint. Footprint. That's so true. Yes. That's yeah. so true. Our associate pastor just delivered a, a, one of the gifts. That came via Faith, Faith FM in our in our neighbourhood, which That's is nice. which is quite a an impressive thing to do. So we, we are, Faith FM is quite live around here. So that's the first time that's happened, huh? 
the first time and we're looking forward to many more. Now, you've got a nice little accent there. Tell us, where you're, where are you from? Now, I know you're an Aussie now, but where uh, are you from originally? <laughs> yeah, you are. But where were you from originally? Originally, I'm from Zimbabwe. That's where I was born and raised. Where about Zimbabwe? In I was born, I'm kind of a, a true Zimbabwean because I was born in what is called the Manikaland, that is in the eastern. I was raised in the Midlands <laughs> and my adulthood is more in the western, that is in Matabel and around Blauwaya. I've been to Some, Zimbabwe. Sort of all over the place, yeah. Did you know well, that? Tell me. I've been there. Tell me more. Where have we, you been to? We went to Bulawayo. All right, that's my city. Yeah, I thought it might have been. And then yeah. we we um, went to Victoria Falls, which were absolutely incredible. In fact, I think of all the countries in the world I've been to, Zimbabwe would be one of the most blessed I've ever been to. Yeah, it's beautiful. It is a beautiful, beautiful country. Yeah. And uh, I, I hope things get better down there. We're hoping hey, I want, to, I want to know, Pastor. If, yeah. say, the Australians are playing, is it the Warriors? No, Zimbabwe play cricket. They've got they a football team cricket. as well. Uh, They're the Warriors. No, yeah, they're called the Warriors. You're right. Are you're they? Right. You know your, you know you've, your you've been, I've you, been to Zimbabwe. <laughs> no, I've watched them play. You've been Googling. <laughs> he's been, he's been <laughs> Googling, Pastor. <laughs> well, I want to know who you'd support if we are not playing <laughs> the Warriors. <laughs> well, I'll tell you the truth. I'll be torn, I'll be torn between the two. I bet. I still feel a little bit more Zimbabwean. Okay. Um, that is if the two countries were playing, but if, um, if, if, if Australia was playing someone else, then I'll be going for, for Australia. What if yes. Australia was playing your neighbours, the South Africans in rugby? <laughs> I'd still go for, for, for Australia. Yay. Okay. That's okay. Yeah, I'll still All go right. for Australia. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I noticed South Africans in Barbie are actually pretty close. Very close. We've, we, we have a closely knit, uh, sort of history. Hey. Um, you yeah. do, and that, that uh, that's why I want to ask you this question, and I could be way off, but are you Zulu? My wife is. Okay. I'm Shona. That's the other big tribe over there, isn't it? That's the other big tribe there, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I know that. I've got two main tribes. The Zimbabwean version of Zulu is, 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 is called Ndebele, but it's actually Zulu. It's more like, um, Australian Anglo-Saxon and British Anglo-Saxon or American Anglo-Saxon. Okay, yep. yep. Yeah, it's, they, they are pretty much the same people. They've come from the same place. So when the British were, defe- so when the British were defeated in South Africa, I think it was, it would have been that the Zulu nation that which but would have still, gone over into together. Zimbabwe. I'll, yeah, I'll, uh, don't cut me on this. I'm trying to remember my history well, but I think they were still together at that time. Then there was a sort of a population explosion that led them to Zimbabwe, some of them to Zimbabwe. Yeah. Uh, and that, that was a bit later, yes. So your wife, Zulu parents didn't mind you marrying, uh, didn't mind her marrying, a, is it a Shona? Is that how you say it? Shona, yes. Uh, yeah. You should, you, look at the handsome dude, man. They, yeah, they, they just couldn't. What, that's right. What, <laughs> what, what other options would they be? What options do they have? No. <laughs> uh, well, I'm interested. Are the cultures between the Zulu and the Shona, are they different or are they pretty much? Very very, very different wow. and sometimes okay. there is a little bit of friction here and there uh, your question was quite on point 
uh, we have not always been the greatest of friends, but while we are Christians, those yeah, yeah. kind of, you know, walls, they tend to, to come down. So in the past, the Zulus and the Shona have fought battles. Is Battles, they- yes, that's so true. And who, who and, and the recent most ugly one, which is more not of a war but an injustice, was yeah. caused by, unfortunately, Lloyd by uh, a government that was speaking my language. Okay. Uh, against Ndebele. So in the in the eighties, twenty thousand of them were killed. Oh. So was that in Zimbabwe? So that is in Zimbabwe. Yes. Oh. So dear. it's almost uh, you would call it a genocide. I'm sorry to hear that. I, I yeah, didn't. We're pick not that, proud of that history. When I was there, I didn't pick that up. I'm, I just, I was just amazed. You know what blew me away the most about Zimbabwe was two things: water. Yeah, there's a yep. lot of water in that river, isn't there? That's right. That's right. In in Zambezi River. Yeah, and the other one was. It seemed to me. Well, the other two things actually. Lots of natural wealth. You know, things you can bring up out of the ground, and they grow anything. Really, it, would it yeah. be fair to say Zimbabwe? Is or could be the food bowl of Africa. It, it could be. You know. You know that um, most of the beef in the eighties, and uh, I know we encourage vegetarianism, but most <laughs> of the beef that was eaten in, in 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 the European Union came from Zimbabwe at yeah. some point in time. That, that, that's just a feeling I got when I was, I was there. What a blessed country is Zimbabwe. It is a wealthy country, but at the moment, it's not reflecting that. Well, I think you could probably say there's a lot of countries in the world now that are in the same boat. And perhaps without being too negative, Australia's heading down that road ourselves, you know. Yeah, yeah. How did you end up in Australia and how long ago was that? So in the early 2000s, I was working in the, in the financial sector in Zimbabwe. We, we felt the pinch. We could, we could smell it coming. Yep. And, uh, my young family at that time, that was 2002, we were looking for a way out, you know, sort of uh, economic refugees, anywhere we could go. And my wife got a job at Liverpool Hospital here in Sydney. She's a she's doctor? A, she's a regist- registered nurse. Okay, yeah. Registered nurse. She got a job here and obviously we came. So you came as a financial, you, you, did you go to Avondale College? I went to Avondale College. Back home, I was a I was a uh, a lay evangelist. Okay, for yep. about sixteen years. Yep. And when I came here, my qualifications did not allow me to. I needed to go back to school for yep. about three years. Yep. And I thought, well, look, th- this has just been me getting money, but I want to do what I feel called for. Yeah. So I went into ministry. How long have you been a pastor? I've been a pastor now for twelve years. Okay, that's a fair while. You're it's you're a. Been, you're becoming a veteran, my friend. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you for that. <laughs> You're a family man. You, you mentioned your wife. Yes, I'm a family man, married to one wife, and have three kids: nineteen, sixteen, and eleven. You've Two got girls you. on both ends, and the boy in the middle. So you got a girl that's nineteen, and a girl who's eleven, and a boy who's yeah. sixteen. Sixteen, yes. Wow. Yeah. So I got teenagers in the house, so you can imagine I'm having fun. <laughs> <laughs> They're all still living at home. All of them still at home, yeah. It's a, you know what? It, two of mine have gone. Yep. All right. All it's, right. It's a precious thing to have your kids living at home. Enjoy it. Indeed. That's right. Yeah, my, my first one is at uni now. She's in her first year uni. And um, uh, so we were sort of in that place of, yeah, trying to release her to sort of yeah. give her a bit more freedom. I I, yeah, so. I was thinking the other day, my oldest daughter, who's a nurse, same as you're not, your wife. 
Yeah. I used to drive her around everywhere. I don't know whether you remember, Hunty. And I used to think it was a real pain. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> and I was driving home the other day and it almost made me teary and I started to think, oh, I wish I could have her back to drive her around again. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I've just, she's been driving for the past year. Yeah. Um, or two. And now the, the pain is she's not home at 8.30 and I'm thinking, is she all right? Is she yeah. safe? And I don't want to, I don't want to be calling her and asking her, but that, that's all day, you know, as a, as a dad, you're thinking about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. It's, it's, I'm still thinking about that now with, <laughs> with my, uh, two older daughters who've left home and gone, you know, it, it, yeah. it is a worrying, t- you know, you, you, I think we'll always worry for our kids. Now that's you're, right. you're a pastor. Um, yep. You've been a pastor for 12 years. Where do you pastor now? So I have, um, I have two congregations that I, that I look after. And uh, thank God I've got two friends that I do this with. And that is at uh, Fountain in the city. I've got an associate pastor, Pastor Tim Sheldon, a beautiful man. Yep. Um, he is. God. And I also have at Camden Valley where I actually live. I live in Camden Valley. And three minutes down the road, I'm at my, at my church, which is called Camden Valley SDA group at the moment, uh, to grow into a church by the end of the year. And a beautiful church it is too. It is. You came to preach at, at Camden did. Valley. In fact, yeah. I'll tell you something, Pastor. Yeah. It's yeah. the closest church, Hunty, yes. that I've found to New Hope. Uh, cool. Maybe wow. because we're both pretty new churches. Pretty I don't know. new churches, that's right. Um, and, but it's, and, and but God it's, is doing some great things. Yeah. Yeah. A, a similar kind of group of people there, very multicultural, very international. I think um, that's right. Camden Valley would have to just about have every uh, language, uh, nation, tribe on the on the planet, wouldn't it? <laughs> From what Revelation I can see. Revelation 14, 6 being fulfilled in our congregation there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Last um, time I counted, I counted 15 nations and that was just me counting sort of um, rough, you know, in, roughly. So, yeah, there could be more. It's actually incredible to belong to a church like that, isn't it? Full of it's all beautiful. the different cultures and true, true. Yeah, the it, food, Matt. The food when we when we throw a party on a on a Sabbath lunch. I, I have food from all over the place, and it's it's beautiful. You know, <laughs> I'm supposed to be on a special diet hunt here with my <laughs> with my what do they call it pre diabetic condition, and I went to Camden Valley, and oh man, I I had a yeah. feast that day with you guys afterwards, and I didn't have dinner that night. I I filled wow, myself up. Hey, um, we, we we talk of fellowship and swallowship too. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. it. It is actually a beautiful and a very warm church, and you go in there and. I, you know, I can say this, and I can say it truly, because I went in there. Most of those people would not have known who I was, and I got a very, sure. very warm welcome. Tell me if I were to go to Cam- let's talk about Camden Valley for, and I'll talk right. about Camden Valley because that it's in our it's in our footprint, sort hunting, of belt, yes. yeah, Faith yeah. FM footprint. If if I were to go to your church on any Saturday, well, to start off with, what time do you guys start? We start at ten thirty a.m. So we have broken off from the from 10, the traditional nine thirty. Extra oh, half an hour sleep in. <laughs> we, yes, yes. Well, can, I, I, can I change churches, Pastor Tappy? You need someone I'm, like I'm me. I'm sending all my transfer. Actually, most Adventist churches start at nine thirty. We we went out. Yeah, to 10, we've seen the light. <laughs> and then you guys yeah. start at ten thirty. 
10.30, yes. What, what would I expect? If I turn, I've never been to church before and I turn up to your church, what would I expect? What would I say? So we, we are very intentional um, about young families. So you, if, if you had little children, Camden Valley is your, is your, is, is your church. If you were um, a young parent, this is your church. If you were a teenager and a young adult, this is your church. We do have elderly people there. I was That's say, fine. What about, and we do what, care about them. what about old old people like Hunty? Yeah, I'm a granddad. You are still welcome. You're still welcome because we you you we're just saying the majority of the people when we look at the population trends in our area, it's mostly it's mostly young, youngish. So we tend to target that in our worship service. Nice. Well I was an old man who went in there and I enjoyed it. Not as old, uh, not as old, Hunty, but. but. <laughs> so what? No. I, if I go into your church, I've never been to church before. I walk in through the front door, or maybe I have been to church. Doesn't matter. What am I going to see, other than a, a young congregation? You're going to find a church that does not use a lot of church jargon, but tries to um, use everyday language. And make the Bible relevant. Number two, we f- we call ourselves a church that is being healed by Jesus. We call ourselves the ch- a church that is growing together. We love to grow together. So you're likely to find uh, friendly people, a community that is being healed by Jesus, that is looking, that is in search for meaning of life. So we we do a lot of our programs to do with the meaning of life. For example, we 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 are. Uh, right now planning a, a program on depression recovery um you know speaking into things like hope speaking into things like um if what is there to life if i die today is that the end uh things that people are grappling with on an everyday basis is what we try to to focus on are you a bible-based church very bible based church you you would find that if you came to our church we've got a segment where we just study the bible in in and we've got three different classes we've got classes for people that are searching uh and we we sort of have a bible study for that we've got the bible study uh that is called a sabbath school quarterly that's going on we've got a bible study for people that may be struggling with different things of of life we would like to yeah so so you've got that and then you come into our main session that is the service uh preaching service it is bible best so it's bible throughout do you think Oh, we love music. We love music. You can imagine we've got the Islander culture there. We've got the African culture there. We've got the Anglo-Saxon, uh, Eastern European, all these cultures. You can imagine the music flavors they bring in. I don't think you're going to get much from the Anglo-Saxons. <laughs> tell you what, tell you what, when it comes to instruments, yeah, I think they do play good. They, they do play well, these instruments. I was, uh, yeah, okay. Maybe I'm talking on our behalf, Hunty. Yes. <laughs> oh, the Hunty thing's okay. That's me that's got the problem singing. Um, uh, so, so there's music, there's Bible study, there's preaching. And by the way, I heard this man, Pastor Tuppy, preach, and he preaches. He's a fiery, very interesting, when I say fiery, full of the Holy Spirit preacher. Thank you, thank you. Praise the Lord. Now, I say thank this you. honestly, I've actually got a bad concentration span, Hunty. That'd be fair to say, wouldn't it? Very fair to say. And yet I have no problems enjoying what you present. And as I said, um, this man, he is down to earth, you're easy to understand, and he always always leads to jesus um thank you 
let me ask you a personal question, if that's okay. Why do you personally follow Jesus? I'll just tell you a brief, given the time that we have. I, I was raised in a home where my dad worshipped ancestors. So he was a spirit medium, if you like. Wow. I now know that he was actually consulting with uh, with demons that he thought were his forefathers that had passed away. And my mom was a Christian. And I overheard um, a, a conversation of conflict, if you like, between my mom and dad. And my dad was saying, you should stop your praying because it is stopping my my spirits from coming. Wow. I've been told that he had asked a friend who had consulted the same spirits on his behalf because he could not, the spirits could not come. And they said, well, they've told us to tell you that there is another spirit that lives in your home. I was eight at that time. I didn't know what Christianity meant at that time, but my small little mind said, if mom's spirit is more powerful than dead spirit, I'm safe with mom's spirit, yeah. and I made a decision for Christ, and I've ever grown in so understanding. So you are only eight years old when you made a that I decision. made a decision for Christ. I may not have known yeah. the ins and outs of it, but I pretty much made a decision. I started praying at eight, and pretty much had some things that were answered in my own little world, and I've never doubted Christ ever since then. He has been real in my life. And I believe him with all my everything I do. I tend to to base it on his guidance and and leadership. What would you say to the average Aussie about Jesus who doesn't know much uh, about him, never heard much about him, maybe just on the side somewhere, but doesn't know much about? And when I say the average Aussie, I mean today, Hunty. What is the average I understand. Aussie? What I understand. Is, the, the average Aussie is what you've got at Camden Valley, Ch- yeah. Camden Valley Church. What What would you say though to the average secular Aussie? If I had one line to say, because I've got several things to say, but if I had one line to say, I would say, kneel down by your bedside and say, Jesus, reveal me to yourself. I mean, reveal, reveal yourself to me if you are real. You've got nothing to lose. That kind of a prayer takes less than a minute. If, if there's nothing out there, you have not lost a lot. Yes. <laughs> You're not going to lose a lot of money. But just keep waiting and see whether he responds. I would say that's a dangerous prayer. Because <laughs> if you it say is, to God to reveal Himself to you, I yeah. ha- hey, I have never seen anyone pray yeah. that prayer and God not come. That's so true. What That's I have so seen true. is God come and they say, "Well, no, I'm not going to follow Him." But yep. I've never seen anyone pray that prayer that you just said and Jesus not come. So I- I'm thinking that my my understanding as I experience the average Aussie person is that they're very sincere people they may not always believe but they're very sincere people very loving people i hear stories from usa and i say this with great respect uk yeah. and and i say well where, where are these people living because in australia i don't experience this the you know traffic cops and and all that in usa i don't experience that i don't have to hold on to my driving seat yeah, when yeah. when 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 i get stopped and most of the times when i get stopped it's because i'm on the wrong side of the law yeah. and I, I don't get to feel you know um to feel this fear that something is going to happen to me yeah. so i know that they're sincere if they sincerely prayed with the same sincerity that is already there in the social fabric of australia i'm very sure 
that um, something would come through and I'm very sure they would respond. But they, obviously, uh, the way we are made is that we can only respond from our free will. It will be up to us to respond. Yeah. Well, it's great to have you on the program today, Pastor Tappy. Having just been to your church at Camden Valley, it's a fabulous church. Uh, just Thank before you we lot. finish, you said you got a second church. It's at the university in Sydney. It used to be at the university in, oh. right in the Sydney of that is UTS, but we have moved now. We are in Darling Harbour. It's called a union building. That's where we are. Uh, right in Haymarket, that's where we are at the moment, and uh, we are renting that building, and it's a beautiful place to be. What, what's that church there. called? It is called Fountain in the City, because we are right in the CBD of Sydney. So if I looked up Fountain in the City, Seventh-day Adventist Church, Google, or if I looked up Camden Valley, Seventh-day Adventist Church, I'm going to find all the details. You are going to find us, because we, we, we really are intentional about being in right out there in the web, yeah. So if you're in the city, if you're listening here and you live in the city, or you live in around Camden Valley, which to me seems a long way away, hunty. Yeah, long, long way from where we are now. Uh, south, right. southwest is that where? Southwest is Camden Valley, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, go and check uh, past Tappy and the people out there. You have a good time. But you know what I like about your church, Pastor? Tell me more. Most of all, you're going to see Jesus. That's sure. so true. That's so true. Yeah. He's our hope, and He gives us meaning of life. God bless you, and thank you, brother. Thank you for having me, Lloyd and Hunty. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. You're listening to the Aussie Pastor here on Faith FM. He's a good bloke, that Pastor Tuppy. Yes, absolutely I, good. I like him a lot. Yep. Um, in fact, when he was ordained, I preached his ordination service. Yeah, I was just going to say, did you end up ordaining Pastor yeah. Tappy? Yeah. He, nice. He, as I say, good, good bloke. He's a mate of mine, and I really had a good time preaching at his church down there. I'm going to go to the other one in the city soon, I think. Cool. Yeah, I always enjoy that one in the city, one of my favourites. Hey, Hunty, this next song, Down in the River. Yep. It's sung by a group of young people, ordinary young Christians who went to a music camp. You know what you do at a music camp? Yep. What? Music. <laughs> do I get a point for that? <laughs> no, I'm not giving you nothing for that. <laughs> you sing praise and worship music. You learn. You learn how to do praise and worship music. You learn how to do a whole heap. Yeah. This is about, I reckon, 80 kids singing here. And yep. again, now, I, I don't want to be held accountable <laughs> to this, but I think they're singing a cappella. Okay. And it's a beautiful, I think it's an old spiritual. Um, yeah, Negro spiritual. I do. Hmm. I, I'm not sure, though. Okay. But it's a beautiful song, talking about baptism and how Jesus changes your life down in the river.
I want to welcome to the program today Robbie and Lyle. Welcome, hey guys. guys. How you doing? Yeah, good to have you guys both on board. Just a reminder for our listeners, for some it might be the first time you've met these guys. If you're a Faith FM listener, I think you probably know them both. Lyle, welcome. You're our superstar, and I'm talking superstar DJ, right? Yeah, no, I'm not sure about that. Uh, Lloyd, you've been doing media a lot longer than what I have, but it's always great to be able to jump on the breakfast show and to be able to share to the early morning listeners. Yeah, that breakfast show goes from what time in the morning? Uh, we go from seven till nine. Seven till nine, five days a week. That's it. On Faith FM. And Robbie, you, you also, not only are you an administrator of Faith FM, you've got a, a program or two yourself, is that right? Yeah, I've got a show called The Faith Experiment. It's on uh, Mondays from 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock. And it's, um, yeah, we journey through putting faith into practice and experiment. We have some really interesting hearing listeners' journeys with faith. That that program actually came forth, if I remember, from your own journey to Jesus Christ, literally from an atheist to Christ. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. It, it's been 20 years in the making, but I uh, finally got a chance to do a show and to uh, share the story. But, yeah, it's um, it's an adventure. Yeah, yeah. Now, now these guys are in different places. Where are you? Uh, where are we talking to you from, Lyle? So we broadcast out of Newcastle. Um, so yeah, a couple of hours north of uh, the Aussie pasture. And Robbie, where are you? I'm currently about fifty kilometres south of Bundaberg in Queensland. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're coming from completely different areas, and we are hunty. Where are we, mate? Mate, we're back in our waterlogged studio in North Richmond. Yeah, which is a miracle in itself, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Now, um, this Saturday, and I'm talking this Saturday, hunty. Yep. We've got these two guys. Yeah, we do. At our church. Live and in the flesh. Yeah, it is a special, it's a very special Faith FM day for Sydney. Correct. And we're going to have two sessions. We're going to have Lyle in the first session. Yep, 10 o'clock. And the second session will be... Robbie. Robbie. 11.15. What's our address? Our address is 4 Samuel Place, Quaker. So just behind the alley. You can't uh, miss us. And then we're going to have a, a beautiful vegetarian lunch. Absolutely delicious. And so if you're a Faith FM listener and you're hearing this, we want you to come. Just very quickly, Lyle, do you know what you... Now, I might be putting you on the spot because <laughs> we never even talked about this. Do you know what you're going to share on Saturday with our Faith FM listeners? Uh, no idea. No, I, I, I am still praying about that. Love your honesty, brother. <laughs> I will. The Lord will. The Lord will provide a message. It will come from His Word by His grace, and we pray that everybody will be will be challenged and blessed. Nice. And uh, Robbie, have you got any idea yet, mate? Lyle's answer was fantastic. <laughs> what I'm going to say, I'm going to say, listen, if someone, if you're, if you're listening today and you've got some ideas, text us in on <laughs> yeah. what's, the, what's the number. What's your Andrew? number, Hunty? 048888. Come on, Hunty, haven't you got it? <laughs> yeah, so text, text in. Do you want prophecy? Do you want current events? Do you want life changing, um, stories? What, what do you want to hear, uh, this weekend? Text us in. And we might, that may influence May. <laughs> I like the, the May thing, the May thing. Yeah. Well, we're really looking forward to it. And I can guarantee if you come, you're going to have a beautiful day. It's going to be good music, going to be really, really good preaching and teaching from these guys. And I've been looking forward to this for a long, long time. Hey, Hunty, can you give us the address one more time? Absolutely. We're in the Life Anglican Church. It's behind the alley and it's for Samuel Place, Quakers Hill. Okay, now the reason I've got you guys here is not just to give us a little blurb on that. We've got 
Ask the Aussie Pastor. Yeah, we do. One of our favourite segments. And I, I want, I want to bring these guys in now. Robbie, you might be ditching out halfway through that. This is that right? I may have to. Yes. Yeah, he's got to go. But Lyle, Lyle, you'll stick to the end. Yeah, I'm around here. I'm here for the here for the show. Okay. All righty, let's, let's go. Question for one. Ready, Hunter? Yes, mate. Do you think God takes any notice or any interest in sport? What about these guys who pray after a game or point up to Him in the sky after scoring? I think we'll ask you like that one first, Lyle, and then we'll give Robbie a go. Sure. Okay. So the first thing that I see right here, and the Bible doesn't talk a lot about this kind of sport. Uh, that, that we play today. There are some allusions to it in various places. You know, Paul talks about running the race and so forth. I think the thing that God likes to see is God likes us to see us endeavoring to succeed and to do well and to put our whole effort into whatever it is that we're doing. So I think I, I really like the thing that God likes to see us do that. What I don't see is God having a favorite team. Yeah. And playing favourites with people. So, I, so I you don't, you see, don't, you know, are you, are you telling me, hey, 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 let me hold you up there. Are you telling me God doesn't cheer for the Maroons? <laughs> no, he doesn't. He def- de- definitely, de- definitely not that one, Lloyd. <laughs> 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 no, nah, God doesn't take sides. God enjoys us enjoying ourselves and God enjoys us doing our best. Okay. And so, you know, if you're a Christian and you're a sports person and you want to thank God for the fact that, you know, you, God has given you the strength and the energy to go out there and to do a great job at whatever your chosen sport is, then that's fine. What I don't see happening is God up in heaven saying, you know what, I'm going to pick that person and I'm going to give them the victory because, you know, just because they're a Christian and they serve me. No, no, God doesn't work like that. God wants all human beings to get out and to excel at what they do. Having said that, there is another issue that probably needs to be addressed, and that is, you know, Paul writes to Timothy about the last days and speaks about, you know, some of the things that will take place in the last days and talks about people becoming lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. And so we need to be aware as Christians that we don't become lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. So an interesting illustration. Have you noticed, uh, Lloyd and Hunty and, and Robbie, how that, you know, people will, people will spend money to get their team merch. They will travel, you know, long distances, sometimes on public transport. Uh, sometimes through heavy traffic, they will sit, you know, on a hard plastic or aluminium bench for a lot of hours, stand in long lines to have the privilege of sitting on that hard aluminium or plastic uh, chair in all kinds of weather to watch their favourite team play. But then if you offer them a worship service where there's a padded pew in a nice warm air-conditioned building and it's just down the road and it's happening at a reasonable time of day, they're not so keen, and if they are keen, then half the time they'll turn up late. <laughs> and it kind of makes me wonder, you know, have we as Australians, do we have another God these days? Is there another church that is forming out there where people have become obsessed with sport to the point that we're losing sight of God? So I, I see two things here. First of all, I, no, I don't see God taking sides. I, I think that God enjoys it when we enjoy ourselves. And I think that, you know, God definitely enjoys it and, and, and appreciates it and, and expects all of us, wants all of us to excel and to do our best. But let's not make it our God. 
Okay. What about you, Robert? You got anything to add to that? Yeah, look, I, I'm totally on the same page there with you, Lyle. Um, I would I would say this. You know, I've, I've had this question a lot of the years, as I'm sure all you guys have as well, about sport and competitive sport as being Christian things. Look, I go back to the origin of sport. Sport was really a thing that came out of, like, okay, let's not kill each other on the battlefield. Let's just have fun and... Um, Sort of, when I say fun, it's actually still it's still pretty much a war. Like it's <laughs> yep. we've got our sides, we've got our we've got our um, our mantras, we've got our you know, and it's, in some parts of the world, sport still is a war. You know what I mean? Like mm. if the fans will fight each other and stuff. So I guess it's the spirit that goes along with it. And to say to ask the question whether or not God picks a side, like as Lyle said very very well, we we don't see anywhere in in God's ideal for humanity where he pits one against the other. We just don't see it. That's completely the spirit of Lucifer. That's the spirit of competition, right? But anyway, so the point is it's the spirit of war is what I see played in a lot of competitive sport today. And as Lyle said, being a Christian, it's about bettering ourselves, and God wants to bring out the best in each one of us. Um, So, yeah, look, if someone runs around the field, after getting a gold and they want to thank God, okay, cool, but I'm not sure if God was giving you that skill to do that, to beat the other team so that you know, you'd celebrate over someone else that God created and loves equally. Okay, well, look, as I'm listening to you guys, what I'm hearing you saying is sport can be good, but be careful. Is that fair yeah. enough? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, interestingly, I I was into sport big time when I was young and uh, state of origin, I was a fanatic. But you know, I haven't watched State of Origin. I was sharing the other day on radio for 10 years or more now because it got out of control. Does that make sense? And Last time I, last time I watched State of Origin was when Alfie Langer was the captain. Yeah, well, it would have been similar for me too. For me. Now, i got to admit, I still find out the score. I'm very disappointed when New South Wales win. <laughs> but anyway, Hunty, you ready for that? Oh, yes, question, I am. And you know what? Friend? I think I'm going to give this one to Robbie first. Yep. Um, Robbie, is God for or against guns? Is he for or against guns? Yeah. Um, what are the guns for? Uh, well, let's, let's put this on the, on the shoulders of our American friends. Um, I, 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 I'm not sure, but I think this this question is probably coming out of the recent yeah the recent massacres, massacres in America and three hundred and nine so far this year and the desperate yeah. effort by the Americans to try and get control of it and this gun debate's raging everywhere you know um, look it's, I think you know taxes gun debate is something we're never going to see the end of until Jesus comes back. Um, I've lived in the states as I know some of you guys worked and lived there as well. It's it's just I don't think they're ever going to solve the problem with guns. I don't. I just can't see it happening. Um, is God for him? God is not for death. He's not for destruction. He's not for hurt. Um, you know, otherwise we would have had guns in, as instead of hands. Mm. We've, we're about healing. We're about restoring. We're about helping. Um, look, it, I guess the questions like that they come out of the space of about perhaps around about the freedom, the freedom to bear arms. I think every every human being should have freedom of choice and things like that. But when your choices and your decisions affect someone else, then that becomes a problem. So, yeah, look, it's a, it's one of those debates I don't think we're going to see an end of. It just makes for good um, commentary, I guess. Now, do you have to pull out here, um, Robbie? Do you have to go? Uh, it's probably safer if I pull out now than okay. start something else. Well, yeah. what we'll do is we'll we'll move to, across to Lyle now because Lyle. Um, yeah, thanks, Robbie. We'll catch you. No I'm thanks, pretty sir. sure you've got a view on this too, Lyle. What 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 what? How do you feel? 
Yeah, so guns are a tool, particularly for people who live in the country, uh, but not exclusively. They're like any kind of tool. You can use them for, you know, good, you can use them for bad. So, you know, a farmer is going to have a tractor, he's going to have a plough, he's going to have, you know, all kinds of implements. He's going to have a hammer and a saw, mm. and you can use any of those things for good or for bad. He's going to have a gun as well, and... Uh, you know, you can kill somebody with a hammer or a saw or a gun or a tractor. I mean, a gun's obviously much more efficient at killing people, mm. but a gun in and of itself is merely a tool. Now, God is against death. There's no question about that. And the primary purpose of a gun is to create death. The tragedy is that we live in a world that is so messed up by sin that there is times that, you know, people are going to need to have a gun, not for killing people because God is never, ever, ever going to condone the killing of people. But we have situations, particularly here in Australia, where we have various invasive species that require that we kill them. We don't worry about people spreading insecticides around as much as we do about when a farmer goes out and kills something that might be furry and cute like a fox or a feral cat or something like that that is just absolutely wreaking havoc on the environment. But what you've got to recognise and what you've got to ask yourself is this. Okay, if a farmer goes out and saves the life of 700 native birds, is that a moral good? And I think all of us would say that's a moral good if he's just saved the life of 700 native birds. Uh, did he save the life of those 700 native birds by taking the life of one feral fox that doesn't belong here in Australia to begin with? Then, uh, you know, I think that there is, I just see this as being a tool, much like any other tool, that can be misused. The problem is that it can be so easily misused, and I understand, you know, particularly in the States, it's a very complex situation that I agree with Robbie. It is never going to be solved. There is never going to be a president who is going to risk the civil war yeah. that would ensue if they endeavoured to bring in uh, John Howard-style legislation in the United States. I, I think you're right. It actually would be a civil war. The other thing is there's no police force anywhere in the US that is going to risk their lives by going around and confiscating guns yeah, yeah. in the way that happened here in Australia. There, there's just no way in a million... And, and we've seen that with so many of the... You know, like, for instance, they just uh, passed new legislation in New York to limit magazine capacities. There's no, None of those New York police are ever going to go out and start confiscating, mm. you know, 30-shot magazines because they value their lives. Yeah. And they would rather go after criminals who are doing bad things than people who have just been made criminals by the legislation and are doing a bad thing by not handing those, you know, magazines in. But it's just, why take that risk? So it's not a problem that is going to be solved in the US. It is just too big and there, there is no solution to that. Actually, remember, Hunty, when we went into that gun store in Las Vegas? Oh, yeah, good times. And, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> good times. <laughs> Man, you are talking about High caliber, very powerful assault weapons. Huge calibers. Um, that could cause massive carnage. Just sitting there, yeah. we could have bought one when we, we were there, have, aren't we? Yeah. 
uh, I just found it amazing. And it, sometimes I was thinking, Lyle, because you look at Hunty, who's who's had stuff to do with America. You're married to an American. I lived in America. Um, us Aussies judge the Americans. We don't really understand the context of what's going on there, do we? We think it's just like us, and it's not. It's quite different, correct? Yeah, it's a very different culture, very different context. And just a, a slight correction there. Um, they're not assault weapons, they are semi-automatic rifles. There's, is the correct way, with a high capacity magazine is the correct way. So to the, there's any, this assault weapon doesn't really have a definition for it. Oh, okay, okay. I was going to say there's AK-47 style machine guns. Well, there, there were <laughs> yeah, exactly. AK-47s. They're rapid, well, they're semi-automatic, yeah. semi-automatic rifles, rapid they're not machine guns. Yeah, got it. Yeah, got it. So they're not machine guns, you said? No, no. semi-automatic so they rifles. Can, they can be adjusted to become with very... repeat fire. <laughs> yeah, uh, they've got repeat fire, so they will fire every time you pull the trigger. They reckon in America now it's getting so bad that if you hear pop, pop, pop on the street immediately, you should yep. take run evasive action. Yep. Yeah, I was reading that the other day. Yep. Anyway, we'll move on from guns, Hunty. We will. But I want to say one more thing. Did you know in America it's more dangerous to be a primary school student than a police officer? If you look at the lives lost so far this year. Anyway, moving on. Does God drink beer, Lloyd? Let's let's start you off with that one. Does God drink beer? I'd like to start Lyle off on that. Oh, Lloyd's the boss. Okay, Lyle, it's all yours. <laughs> he's a he's a guest. <laughs> That's actually a pretty good question. It is a good question. Yeah. Okay, so before I before I look at what the Bible actually says on this one, let me just let me just toss out a scenario. So here in Australia, we know that one in seven people who take their first drink of alcohol will actually become an alcoholic. Wow. Now. Then we look at the fact that, you know, the Bible, so people will say, people will try and say that the Bible is ambiguous about alcohol, but what the Bible is not ambiguous about, if you, if you want to try and say that it's ambiguous about alcohol, what it's not ambiguous about is alcoholism. Right. And the Bible clearly says that no drunkard, no alcoholic will inherit the kingdom of God, will enter into heaven. Wow. That's, that's just, the Bible says in like the most plain black and white context that you will ever read in any translation that you want to read it in. Okay, so here's my question. If no alcoholic is going into heaven, and let's say you've got, you know, an 18th birthday party and you've got a bunch of young bucks that are getting around to, uh, you know, celebrate and they're having their first, their first legal drink of alcohol and Jesus turns up because if Jesus was here, he'd go to an 18th birthday party anytime to celebrate. And let's say that Jesus pours a beer picks it up, shows it to these young guys and says, okay, um, one, in, se- one in, in seven of every single one of you who drinks this tonight as their first drink of alcohol, assuming that it's their first drink, is going to become an alcoholic and lose out on salvation. Here, take some. Would Jesus do that? Whoa. No, it's very sobering. I can't imagine. There is, n- there is no scenario in which Jesus is going to hand something to a human being that has such a high risk of them losing their salvation. Well, so this is a salvational issue that we're talking about here. What, what about those texts in the Bible, if they even exist, up, they're not myths, that talk about things in moderation and drinking in moderation? That's kind of the Bible condoning alcohol, isn't it? I don't know of any Bible texts that condones drinking alcohol in moderation. Uh, Is there any? I've never read one. No, 
No, can I can I take this a little further and ask you a question, Lyle? Two questions. Does that mean that the water that Jesus turned into wine, if you follow the reasoning you've got, which I actually think is pretty sound, was not alcoholic? Okay, so what you've got to understand is that in the Bible you've got uh, three different kinds of beverages that were made from grapes and that were drunk and uh, that were used at that particular time. And so you've got pure grape juice uh, that was freshly squeezed. That would start to turn alcoholic after about the first day or so. Uh, then you've got a another form of grape juice, which is basically grape juice concentrate called Dibbus, uh, that you could keep up for 18 months in a wine skin, and you would simply mix it with water, and it would create low-quality, non-alcoholic grape juice. And then you've got alcohol. So what you've got to do is read the story there in John chapter 2 and just to actually look at the context because the only way all of those three beverages are described in the Bible under the word wine. So wine is the, is the, is the word that is used for all three of those. And so context is always going to tell you which one it is. So when the Bible talks about, you know, the, the fresh juice of the grape, destroy it not because there's a blessing in it, obviously that kind of wine is fresh grape juice. Mm. In John chapter 2, the Bible talks about the first miracle of Jesus. He's at the wedding, and this wedding lasts for three days. Uh, They certainly know how to have a wedding in Bible times and in Jewish cultures. Fantastic. I think we need to have more of it here in Australia. But anyway, the wedding goes for three days, and there are a couple of key thoughts. The first one is when they run out of wine, the Bible says they run out because they had drunk a lot. In my King James Version, it says because they had well drunk. Mm. In other words, that's not that they were inebriated. That means that they had drunk it all up. Mm. And so Jesus then goes ahead and creates the equivalent of what is another six kegs of wine for the wedding feast. Mm. Okay, so let's think about this for a moment. There's a couple of things that jump out. First of all, If, as the Bible said, they had been on a three-day drinking binge and it had been alcoholic, what condition would they be in when Jesus (laughs) creates more? Right. Not great. Okay, some of you, some of you, um, I I don't know what your guys' history is, but there are some of our listeners that can probably relate to this one and probably have some regrets about being able to relate to that kind of an idea of what a three-day drinking binge would be like. They would be basically legless, and then it's like, what have you got? Jesus is like, oh, no, we've, we've run out of alcohol. Let's create another six kegs. Yeah, yeah. There's no scenario in which Jesus is going to do that. No. The only way that you've got Jesus doing that is if they were drinking First of all, on the first day, of course, you're going to drink pure grape juice that is freshly squeezed. The second and third days, you've got to drink, you can't have the pure because it, it, it'll go off. So you've got to go back to Didbus, which is, you know, definitely second grade grape juice. Then the Bible says that Jesus creates new grape juice and it puzzles the, the MC of the, of, of the ceremony because he's like, how can we have fresh grape juice on the third day? That never happened. Where did this come from? How did it come about? Mm, mm, mm. And the reason it's puzzling for him is because it is fresh grape juice. It is high-quality grape juice. It's not reconstituted dibbus. If it's alcohol, then it's going to be all the same all the way through. Yeah, yeah. Right. So you can never justify it from John chapter 2. Hey, can I ask you one more question? I know we're running out of time, Hunty, but 
tell me, this has always been in my head, Lyle, when it comes to alcohol. And, and I, I come from a family of alcoholics. Uh, most of my family on one side have been alcoholics. Their lives have been ruined and they've died early because of it. So I, I'm, mm. I'm very um, against alcohol because of what I've seen it do to my own family. But in the Bible, in Proverbs 31, I've looked this up just while you were talking. It, um, the Bible says in 30, Proverbs 31, 4, that kings are not to drink wine, full stop. It's a, it, they're forbidden, you know, to, to drink wine. Then in um, Deuteronomy 10, I think it is, you've got a, a prohibition on priests drinking wine. So neither priests nor kings were supposed to drink non-alcoholic, uh, were supposed to drink alcohol in the Israel paradigm. You with me so far? Yes, yep. In Revelation, God says he will make us kings and priests. I think it's Revelation 6 or somewhere. Can you correlate that to a prohibition on alcohol or have I gone too far? Do you get what no, I'm you definitely can because the Bible the, the Bible speaks about the priesthood of all believers. That's right, that's right. And Do so we're all we're all to be priests, and so we're all to be free of alcohol. I mean, the, the, the real question here is this: Does God promote the use of uh, recreational addictive drugs? What, whatever you, you do, know, do to the, whatever you do, do to the glory of God. Don't you know your body is alcohol, the temple of the Holy Spirit? Alcohol is a recreational addictive drug and 70% of the mental health cost and societal cost of mind-altering addictive drugs in Australia is alcohol. I think that's a good wow. point to end on, Hunter. It is a good point to What's end on. What's your next one, mate? Alrighty. Why, <clears throat> why have so many Christian churches been called before the Royal Commission on sexual assault on children? Is there something wrong with that? Um... I'll say just a quick word on that. I think, unfortunately, uh, the church too often reflects the community it's in. Yep. And sexual assault on children has been at pandemic levels in our society. And unfortunately, it has spilled over into the church. And it should not be. Because when you are born again and you follow Jesus Christ, then you will treat a child... Uh, from the womb uh, through to adulthood and beyond with the greatest respect. You see a child of God. And I think the reason that the Royal Commission has had to investigate churches is because in the churches we reflect our society when possibly we shouldn't and there are too many of us who are not born again. Mm. Uh, now I'm going to let Lyle talk more to that. Yeah, it's interesting. One of the other things that you've got is that you've got pedophiles who target jobs in in mm. target jobs that give them access to children, mm. and target yeah. jobs that not only give them access but also give them uh, credibility and a trust factor, and so that plays into it as well. Looking at some research a couple of years ago, um, the rate of um, pedophilia in the Anglican Church. Um, in the clergy was about half that of the general population. Mm. And so I think that, you know, that's, that's Australia's, what, biggest church or second biggest church. Um, I was glad to see that it was half. I was sad to see that it existed. Yep. Um, it was 20 times higher in the Roman Catholic Church. And the, one of the reasons it was highlighted by the Royal Commission was um, the issue of Enforced celibacy of the priesthood combined with auricular confessional, the confessional box where, you know, you take a child one-on-one 
into a box that is absolutely secret. You never share anything that goes on in there. And then you talk to a child about anything you want to. Mm. And so, you know, you've got the basically the, the perfect grooming device right there. And so my encouragement to, um, to Roman Catholics who are listening to this is to teach your children to take, you know, their confession directly to Jesus Christ. You don't have to go through the confessional. You can go directly to Jesus Christ and he will hear the prayers of your children. He will hear your prayers on their behalf. And that, to me, is a much better solution and a much safer solution uh, that is, you know, upheld in in the Bible. The Bible is very clear that you can go directly to God with uh, confession of sin. So, I, I'd encourage all of our listeners to recognise that just as a as a safety precaution. Would it be fair to say, Lyle, we should talk to our kids about this too, as, as, as difficult as it might be, and help them to protect themselves? Sadly, we live in a world where we have to. We have to address with these things with our children. We say, look, if somebody comes to you and they want to talk to you about, you know, sex and this kind of stuff, another adult, doesn't matter whether it's your school teacher, doesn't matter whether it's your pastor, doesn't matter whether it's a mentor, you know, the closest person to you, that, you know, if they are talking, having those kind, kinds of conversations, there is no normal person who wants to cho- talk to children about sex. And so that's not a normal situation, and that's a situation that you need to tell us about and that you need to remove yourself from. We have to have those conversations with our children. We live in a, in, here in Australia, one in four girls, one in six boys are abused, and so we need, to, we need to do whatever we can to protect our children. Would you encourage young people and parents to contact the police if they come into a situation like this? Absolutely. No question. Um, it, and, and the thing is, if a child comes to you and talks to you about some form of abuse that they have suffered, typically they're only going to ever talk to one person about that and then they're going to clam up and not say anything for the next 25 years. And so you need to take that immediately to the police and to, you know, child protection agencies that uh, would be applicable. Um, yeah, absolutely. I'm a, I'm a big supporter of mandatory reporting um, no question this is this is where it should go because what we need to be doing is we need to be making it make creating creating an impossible environment for pedophiles to thrive for too long we have swept it all under the carpet and they have thrived now we need to make it impossible for them excellent well, I think that's a fairly serious sobering subject but yep. the protection of our children mm. Is most most calling. important, isn't yep, it? Absolutely. Yeah. And this this does not mean that as Christians we don't love people who are the worst criminals around. We love all people, and I'm happy to minister to you know somebody who's a pedophile in prison. I'm happy to minister to them after they have come out of prison, but not in my church. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Do you think the church should look at setting safe places up for people who have committed those crimes to worship in? outside of perhaps a normal local church? I, I don't see that as being a bad thing. I mean, my my model in ministry has been to minister to these people in their homes. Mm, mm. Because, I mean, you're going to take somebody who's a former alcoholic and minister to them in a pub? No. You're going to take somebody who's a former pedophile and minister to them in a, in a child-rich environment? No. Mm. So does that, does that mean someone who's um, participated in that heinous, awful crime is excluded from church forever? Oh, I, I, know, no that, I know these them. are hard questions. I'm just yeah, I'm, it's a hard question. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm somebody. The, the the rate of 
uh, re-offence is so high that nobody who is offended in this area is ever going to step foot in my church again. I will minister to them. Yeah. I will take communion to their home. Yeah. I will study the Bible with them in their home. I will love them as a Christian, but I will not invite them or welcome them into my church. Yeah, I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, good call. Last question. Do you have time? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, good. So, why are there so many different religions? Oh, we've had that one. Yeah, we have. It pops up. It's a good question, though. It's a great question. Because if you look, you've got, you've got Catholicism yeah, on pro- one hand. Though, let's yep. just look at Christianity. Don't worry about the rest of the religion. You've got Catholicism on one hand, and yep. I wouldn't know how many Protestant and other yeah. religions branded Christian there would be. Maybe Lyle knows. What do you reckon, Lyle? Why are there so many? I've got a view, but I'm interested in what you've got to say. <laughs> So many people listening to what the pastor says and not reading the Bible for themselves. Yeah. I was going to say bingo, but I suppose I'm not supposed to say that. (laughs) (laughs) And this is the thing. You know, we, we, we love the fact that you listen to, you know, Hunty and, and Lloyd and myself and the other presenters here on Faith FM. We, we, we love you guys and we want you to listen to us. But what we want you to do more than listen to us is go back and read the Bible for yourself yep. and check out for yourself anything that we say. Yep. Do not take it at face value like, oh, you know, Lyle says this, Lloyd said, Hunty said, you know. No, you need to go back. You need to know what the Bible says because when you know what the Bible says, you know what the truth is, end of story. It is. It's, it's as simple as that. The Bible is a great anvil of truth that all other claims to truth must be tested by. Any religion, any denomination, any local church that you're looking at, you need to test it against the Scripture. If it stands up, good, praise God. If it doesn't, well, you've got to make the call. And I don't know about you, Lyle, but a long time ago, and I mean a long time ago, I made a decision, the Bible alone, and I test everything. But it doesn't mean uh, there isn't other sources of truth out there. There's lots of sources of truth out there, but I test them all by the Scripture. And if they stand up, I accept them. If they don't, well... They don't get into my life. And I think that's, Absolutely. that's probably why there are so many religions because we just don't go back to the Bible. Yeah, and you get too many people that want to start a little bit of a following and they, for whatever motivation they might have, mm. and suddenly you've got a new religion that starts up because people listen to them rather than taking it back to the acid test of Scripture. What does the Bible say? Yep, that's it. Well, it's been good to have you on board today, Lyle. good. Thank you, Lyle. Now, this Saturday... Yes, we look you've forward. Got, you've got the first session, 10 o'clock, uh, at <laughs> our great big Faith FM day. That's right. Uh, Hunty, just New remind Hope. us. New Hope, Seventh-day Adventist Church. We're in Life Anglican Centre, 4 Samuel Place, Quakers Hill, just behind the Aldi. So one session at 10 a.m.? One at 11.15. And then... And then... Vegetarian lunch. It'll be a ripper. How good's that lunch? Always good. And at that lunch, you're going to get a you're going to get a chance to meet face yes. to face. Uh, yes. Lyle, Robbie, uh, Robbie, and, um, and even and me. Pastor Lloyd, and even Hunty. Actually, I was thinking, Lyle, when you were saying, "Don't take," uh, and you named as Hunty, Lloyd, <laughs> Robbie, yourself. I was thinking, especially Hunty. Don't <laughs> <laughs> Check everything that guy says against the word. Hey, if I'm talking about four wheel drives, it's gospel. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Lyle, thank yeah, I'll you. I'll take that. I'll take that. Thank you, mate, for, for joining us today. Look forward to seeing you on the weekend. See ya. See ya. Fantastic, guys. God bless. You're listening to the Aussie Pastor here on Faith FM.
Hey, Hunty. Yeah, mate. I think we rambled on a fair bit there. That was a good segment, though. <laughs> Sometimes when we get talking, you know, just go boom, 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 and time flies on you. So we better get straight into we, we the had, song. We better get moving. Yeah, beautiful song from my favourites. Well, I better be careful. I keep saying my favourite school. I've got a few favourite schools. This is my favourite school in Canada. Yes. Fountain View Academy. And I love this song, Go Light Your Candle. There is a candle in every soul Some brightly burning, some dark and cold There is a spirit who brings a fire Ignites a candle and makes his home. Carry your candle, run to the darkness, seek out the hopeless, confused and torn. Hold out your candle for all. Oh 
take your candle and go light your world. Beautiful, 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 hunting. Oh, yeah. I really, really, I say it every time we play mm. music from this school with these young people, I really love it. Hunter, that, that was heavenly. i got a job for you. What's that? Get hold of the principal. <laughs> the love headmaster to. of that school, I want to talk to him on let's, this radio Let's get show. into here happening, eh? Yeah, now I'm leaving that to you. Yep, done. So on next it. week I'm going to say, how did you go? Oh, you next week, that's, that that's a bit tight, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, look. You'll notice, if you remember, listeners, that both Hunty and I forgot the phone number. Now, what happened was both Robbie and Lyle said, hey, if you want us to preach a subject at this Saturday's Faith FM special program at New Hope. Yes. that they, they, They're open to suggestions. Yeah, text yep. in. Yep. Or email into us, and we'll pass it on to them. That's now, right. I want to invite you again. This is a very special program this Sabbath, this Saturday, at New Hope Church. Where's our church, Hunty? We're behind the Aldi in Quakers Hill, and we're for Samuel Place in the Life Anglican Church Centre. Two sessions. When does the first one 10 start? 10 o'clock. Second one? Quarter past 11. You want to hear Pastor Lowell? You better be there at 10. 10 o'clock. He preaches up a storm, that he guy. He is awesome. And then Robbie, young man. He's actually the boss, well, one of the bosses of Faith FM. He is fantastic. Another guy you just want to hear. And then vegetarian lunch. If you've never had a delicious. it is. You've got to stay and you can meet Robbie. Bergen, you yep. can meet Lyle. Lyle is also the also the host of the drive show in the morning. He's our big star. He is, and you can meet Hunty. Well, that's nothing to that's nothing to look forward to. You a, can meet the Aussie pastor. It's a huge, huge deal. Yeah, <laughs> no, not not meeting the Aussie pastor, meeting Hunty. Hey, Hunty. Yeah. If you want to, if our listeners want to, yes, email or text. Yes, I'll send us questions for next week's program. Don't worry about the questions okay. now, but let's not confuse them. No, let's not confuse the them. Subject for next week, what do you do? You can text them or email us and the uh, text number is zero four double eight double eight zero eight five one or you can send your questions via email and the email address is info at no, aussiepasta.com. I'm gonna make you do that all again. Why is that? Even though we're out of time, because you can send your questions. No, we don't want your questions. What we want I said suggestions is, for your... You said, you said email your oh, questions. I'm old. <laughs> so if you've got a suggestion for Pastor Lyle, yes. Pastor Rob, you want a subject you want them to preach on this Saturday yes. at our... At our number. You can send your no, suggestions no, at, to at, at our, our special Faith FM day. You got it. Yes. yes. Send them to where? Send them to zero four double eight. You said you can send your questions or I said suggestions. Ah. Okay. Yeah, he's milking it. The handbrake's slowing us down again. Zero four double eight double eight zero eight five one or info at aussiepasta.com. Lead me. Well, I've got a sting, haven't we? Uh, okay. You're listening to the Aussie Pasta here on Faith FM. We're under pressure for time. Okay, We're under let's pressure go. for time. No, uh-uh. Lead me to the rock. Lead me to the rock <laughs> by my favourite. Country band, Ooh. the Oak Ridge Boys. Why don't you lead me to that rock that is higher than I? Oh, lead me to that rock. Yes, Lord, lead me to that rock. Why don't you lead me to that rock that is higher than I? Thou hast been a shelter for me Why don't you 
among the sheep. My brother, thou hast been a shelter for me. Well, you'll find him there, so I am told. Those he loves to keep, my brother, thou hast been a shelter for me. It was a good song, didn't I? A great song. So these guys have a lot of fun. They're very spiritual. As do we. <laughs> <laughs> if only people could hear us. When <laughs> While the songs play. <laughs> Just so Itchy you know, and scratchy. <laughs> we're, we're having a, an animated discussion about time. Timey, yes. Yeah. Hey, Hunty, I do want to share a scripture. Okay. We have had a hard week. We have a lot of fun on this program. We love Jesus. We have faith in Jesus. Amen. We know that Jesus has got us. We have no idea how we're going to replace all this equipment or how we're going to fix, if we can fix the studio up. In fact, it seems to me, Hunty, we're going to have to demolish it. Yeah, I think once the jip rock's full of water, I think we're in trouble. Yeah, demolish it. Fortunately, we do have another studio that... Mr. Schofield from yes. the Orange Farm has donated, not not that it's ours, but he's donated it to us. We're sitting in it right now. And this he's radio. a good guy. Oh, yeah. Generous, My loves the Lord. He's a top Aussie bloke. He is, and he's looking after us and this ministry. But when things are down and you're in the dumps and you're in darkness and it seems like you can't get out a bit like we are, I mean, it was very emotional for us mm. yesterday going to that Yep, going into the studio and taking a look. Damage. Mm. And damage we've got to clean up, which I'm not looking forward to. I think sometimes you've got to look up, hunty. Yes. And Jesus makes a promise. And this is why he said, don't put your roots down too deep in this earth. Bad things are going to happen. doesn't matter. 
We're not really citizens of this earth, hunty. We're going somewhere else. That's Where right. are we going? What did Jesus say? John 14, 1 to 3. And I've got you to read it from, from the New King the James New King Version. James, because yep. I like this version on this particular scripture. Nice. This is where every believer is headed. Let's hear it, hunty. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. In my father's house. Many mansions. It's not a shed. It's not a studio. It's a mansion, hunty. For every single one of us. So we can go through these blows. Yep. We can lose stuff on this earth. Yep. But we have a hope and we have a future. And more than that, you know what we have, hunty, as believers? It's a... And I don't think anything on earth could add up to the value of this. And I really mean it. It's not just the promise of heaven which is coming. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, Jesus said, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place where heaven. That where I am, where is he in heaven, you can be also. But you know what we've got which is worth even more value than heaven? What's that? And the promise of heaven? Yep. We have the blood of Jesus that was shed on the cross that covers us and pays for our sins. And I'll tell you what, though you lose everything on this earth, hunty, mm. and I'm fair income, you can lose everything. If you've got that, you are free. Yes. You are free. You are free. Yep. And when you've been a sinner and walked the road I have in the past, and I know you've been down that road too, it's something to know that Jesus forgives you, that he covers you in his blood, and that you're free. And that is worth more than every dollar and every mansion in the entire world. And that's why true. I chose so this. So true. Yeah, that's why I chose this last song. It's a beautiful song, Hunty. Yep. Thank God I'm free. It's by James McFall, who actually wrote the song. And it is just so beautiful. Talking about this very thing, that because we have Jesus, though we lose every everything. You're getting me what I'm saying, I'm aren't getting you? you. Though we lose everything, we are free, we are free, we are free. And you know what, Hunty? Yep. You and me? We are. We are. We're losing a lot down here, but we are. We are free. Free. For a long time I traveled down a long, lonely road. My heart was so heavy. In sin I sank low. I heard about Jesus What a wonderful life I'm so glad that I found out He would bring me out through His saving power Thank God I am free, free, free From this world of sin Washed in the blood of Jesus Been born
that's taken his flight Like a blind man that God Gave back his sight Like a poor wretched beggar That's found fortune and fame I'm so glad that I found out He would bring me out through his holy God, I am free, free, free from this world of sin. Washed in the blood of Jesus, been born again. Hallelujah, I'm saved, saved, saved by His wonderful grace. I'm so glad that I found out He would bring me out and show me the And I really mean it, Hunty. There are a lot of people doing it really hard out there at the moment. And, and you look at what we've gone through in the last week and we moan a bit about what we're facing and the loss, um, thousands and thousands of dollars. But like you just said, one of your mates came and visited you right in the middle of this disaster. Mm. And what did you say to him? I have a warm bed. Yep. Electricity, shelter, food. A good wife. Yep. King. Surrounded you are. Mm. And same with me. None of us have lost our lives. A lot of us in Australia are living in the top, I don't know, 5% of the world's. And I even looked at the massive damage out there today, uh, yesterday when we went there. Yep. It is horrific, but I'll tell you what, it's not the same as having a Russian missile slam into your house, mm. like it's happening to so many Im- Imagine being in Ukraine with COVID maybe, running in the rain with nowhere to live and nowhere to stay. That's right. Dodging bullets. And we start cleaning tomorrow. Yep. But at the end of our cleaning day, when we're full of mud, we go home to hot showers. Yep. We'll go home to a good meal. Yep. We'll go home to a warm bed. And so you know what? Even though things are tough, we do have great blessings from God. Yep. And as that song said, we also have the assurance of Jesus his death on the cross, a death that pays for our sins, that gives us assurance and hope for a future. And you know why I think that's important, Hunty? We are headed in, the Bible makes it very clear, into very, very tough times. Mm, We are. You know, Jesus calls where we're headed a time of trouble. And Daniel does the same thing. So six, so so you're looking uh, 600 years before Jesus, Daniel the prophet, and then Jesus says the same thing. We are headed at the end of time into a time of trouble like the world has never, ever seen. I mean, just look at the, the flood levels in the last three floods we've had. We had a one-in-a-hundred-year flood, what, three months ago? Yeah. Then we had another one-in-a-hundred-year flood. 
We've had three one in a hundred year floods this year. <laughs> um, well, in the six months anyway. I yeah. think one was just before the beginning of this year. But yep. but the but the point is really that this is just the beginning of troubles. Yep. We ain't seen anything. I mean, England's about to hit forty three degrees C. We talked about which is huge, um, and, and that's why I think that's it's a, a sign that the Earth's not surviving. You know, what we're trying to share today is even through our difficulties, we're not suffering too much anxiety. Mm. We're not going through too much grief because both Hunty and I, and I, I praise God for this, Hunty, we have not put our foundations deep down in this world. Certainly not. We are free in Jesus, and we know that we're going to another country, heaven, which is better than this. Mm. And because we're covered by the blood of Jesus, we know we've got the assurance we're going to heaven. No matter what gets thrown at us in these last days, we're going to be okay. And you know what, Hunty? Yep. In the end, you and me, we might end up sitting in front of your iPhone. <laughs> so keep <laughs> yes. that out of the water. Keep that out of the water. <laughs> keep it Water, what have we had? Flood and fire. Yep. Keep it away from all of them because yep. it might be... All we've got left, left. eventually, yep. but God yep. is good. God is good, and I want to finish with a prayer. Yep. Father in heaven, it has been a tough week for us, but there are so many who are suffering so much more. We love you, Jesus. We praise you even in the valley. We look to you, and our hearts are filled with hope because you died for us, you've paid for our sins, and we have the assurance that no matter what happens, we have eternity with you. So though the storm rages, Lord, we look up to you, our God, our defender, and our hope with joy bursting out of our hearts. Hear our praise now, we pray. Bless our listeners. May they have the same experience in you and more that we have as our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. My name's Lord Grollam, and I'm Mozzie Pastor. And my name's Hunty, and I'm a man in black. Black? Yeah, black T-shirt, black jeans. And we love you. We do love you, but God loves you so much more. See you next time. Bye. Thanks for joining the Aussie Pastor. If you enjoyed today's program and would like to find out more about Jesus, our ministry, always to support us, go to findjesus.tv. 